Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. Hi, this is Bob from Sketch Magazine Podcast, and if you're wondering why I'm announcing this podcast and not John, um, John is on the road from Super Show, so this episode is going to be by myself and Bill. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bob. What's going on, Bill? Not much. No? Well, I mean, you know, other than inking and doing some comic stuff. Cool, cool. So, and, and a podcast. Yes, and a podcast. Um, is we'll, uh, we've got a subject matter we're going to talk about. It's comic distribution. And uh, this one might be more of a balancing podcast than you're used to because we won't have John here to uh, keep us in line and orderly and everything. Bill and I sort of bounce around a lot. So uh, hang in there with us is all I can ask. We had hoped John would be in earlier, but as of this moment, he just left Chuck and he's on his way home and he's got a... What, about an hour and a half drive, I guess, from Chuck's house? Yeah. So, yeah, he's going to be on the road for a while, and I need to really get this podcast done myself. So, we're going to jump in here and see if we can handle the chores, and we'll more than welcome John back next week on the next podcast. So, uh, comic distribution. Bill used to own a store many moons ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, of course, the main distributor is is and was... Diamond Comics. Yes. And a lot of people nowadays get upset because Diamond Comics won't accept everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I go back and forth on this. But in the old days, I mean, you had a very indie-friendly store, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Even an indie-friendly store with an indie crowd, how many copies of a book would you realistically sell of somebody who's just trying out the gate? Um, I don't know, sort of depending really uh... – maybe five ten depending yeah. on, on really because we used to get these packets every month of solicitations and i'd go through there and i'd go through the previews and uh the order stuff and i i would and i, I was already aware of something so if especially if i was interested in it a lot of my customers were you know or they became interested because i was so right maybe five maybe as a average three to five on something untried and true. I think that's very good nowadays standard because when when I owned a store, if we got three people to pick up something, it was very good. Uh, there's many things we knew we just couldn't sell. We no matter how hard we would try, we could couldn't build an audience for it. So a lot of times we sold right. one because it was me. It, it's harder nowadays than it was in the past. The past, you're right. We got a huge packet. It was easy to get press. You could get write-ups. You could get previews. You didn't have that investment. Now, you know, we have Diamond. Diamond's got their way of distribution very organized, and it costs you money if you want to promote. Um, You know, ads and previews or write-ups, it's going to cost you inserts into their catalogs. It all costs you money to get. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to PR a book out front to let the fans know 
if you've been doing shows or working the internet or whatever, let fans know that you've got it coming out. It's very hard to let the retailer know that you've got anything going for that book. And that's the key mm -hmm. thing. In the past, the retailer would build the audience for you. Nowadays, you've got to bring your audience to the retailer. Because retailers cannot afford to take a chance. There's not enough profit. And, and back in, in the day, you know, 20 years ago, comics was on an average of buck 95, buck something right. there. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're hitting 395. 299. I think DC has this thing holding a line at 299. So somewhere between 299 and, and 399. Um, so people don't pick up as many comics as they did. Right. So, but what I want to discuss is the process of the back end of getting your stuff in a diamond, if you can, why they may or may not take your book, and then what are your alternatives. So, um, diamond, pretty much, if I understand their, their current regulations, they want to see a complete first issue. You have to submit the completed comic. So, you have to invest in getting that whole first issue finished. You submit it. That is not guaranteeing you a spot in their catalog. They have to believe they can sell your book. In the past, they took almost anything. Nowadays, they don't. Main reason is, one, they got to make a profit. To make a profit, they have to sell so much of that title. And I forget. Mm -hmm. You've got to bring in like a 1000 or $2,000 in sales for that one issue. And even at that, they're not making much of a profit. And you're not either. Um so they've got to decide upon, okay, your book is about, say, race cars. Okay, race car books don't sell very well. Um, yeah, yours has got a neat twist, nice artwork, but yet race book comics don't sell very well. They might pass on it just because of what their data says. It's nothing personal. I don't know how many creators, how many artists I talk to, they take it personally. Yeah, Diamond turned us down. You know, I can't believe this. They don't like us. It's, first of all, realize it's a business. Diamond's in the business to make money. If you were to bring a comic to Diamond that they knew they could sell 100,000 copies of, they put it in there. Mm. Heck yeah. They're in the business of making money. Stores have to be in the business of making money. There's many stores out there that take chances. Lord, they've taken chances on me over the years, many times, and I appreciate it. But... It's tighter now than it was then. So, you know, it's just really hard for a store to make it. That's where you've got to bring the audience. So it's a really hard job right now to publish comics traditionally. What I call it is traditionally distributed through the comic shops and building your readership. Because it's almost like you've got to get a readership built, a following built, to bring to the stores. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, can it be done? Oh, yeah, with social medias and everything. But don't be fooled because you have 3,000 people on your Facebook that they're all going to follow you. Um, right. You know, I, as much as I hit Facebook, you hit Facebook, John hits Facebook, uh, this podcast has really grown because of it. Clay's Way Strip, it, it, it's not its audience. It's 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 growing very very slow. So just because you hit a wide audience with your Facebook and your friends help you post and stuff, you know you can't go to a store and says, oh well I got five thousand people I talk to, oh they'll buy some. 
believe me, you may be lucky to get 20 of them too. It's just the odds. You know, if you get 1%, that's supposed to be pretty good in sales. Right. So, uh, yeah. So it's sort of, but it's it's sort of discussed the steps. Um, I'll I'll go publish in, you go retail or in. Because Diamond Y is still retail or in. It's the same as it was 20 years ago, just about. Okay. Um, On a publisher then, as a small publisher, I would have to submit my finished book. So now I've I've put all the effort in it. It's packaged. It's done. Submit it. Um, They want to know if this is quarterly. Is it monthly? Do you have the second issue complete? If you're saying it's monthly... Because they don't want to put one issue out and then you don't follow up with the next one. That's one of the factors. So if you're saying, oh, this is monthly, they might want to see how far you are in the second one. Um, Diamond is three months, three or four months in advance. From the time you submit it, they put it in the catalog. They give the catalog to the retailer. The retailer places the orders. The orders comes back to Diamond. Diamond comes back and gives you your order for your comic. You've got about a 30-day window to get this thing printed and distributed, maybe. So you've got to really be ready to roll with this when you say, because they don't want late books. So, so you've done it, and you've offered it Diamond, and they've accepted it. Now it's in the catalog. What happens now is, is the store gets the catalog. What are you looking for as if when you were a store owner from a new publisher? Uh, different things that I will look for. Um, so I was already aware of a lot of different creators, and I know that some people were at that time doing other projects, not just Marvel and DC. Um, that was one thing. Uh, in particular, I mean, people that I knew that I you know, through APA 5 or, because uh, Dark Horse, I, I had, was acquainted with all those guys because they had been in APA 5. Mm-hmm. So I had ties there in a way. Um, artwork, that was, a, you know, a, something that was definitely eye-catching, a good representative sample of artwork, uh, maybe a, a uh, synopsis of what the the story and the if it was a series or miniseries or whatever, what that was about. But those things were, yes, writing is important, but you know, as far as catching someone's eye, just like uh, when the books are on the shelf, that's very important. You can get them with the art. You can keep them with the writing sometimes, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So those were, uh, sometimes it was genre things too, but also we mentioned in other podcasts that if there was something that was uh, a publisher from Kentucky, mm-hmm. um, then I tried it to, I, I, you know, I'm continue to be a believer in, uh, people, you know, pursuing their dreams. And it was just something about, I, I guess it's like people liking the, you know, your regional baseball team, even though maybe they're in another state, like for here, I'm in Elizabeth town and, you know, in central Kentucky and, I grew up liking the Reds. Right. That kind of thing. So it was sort of that, the regionalism, I guess, and uh, giving those guys a, a shot. Because we sold, we maybe ordered three, at least to try it. And then uh, I would put, 
uh, placards up about that just so other people knew. And that was also encouraging to some of my customers who wanted to do their own comics someday uh-huh. or maybe were in the process to see that other people in Kentucky were doing their own comics. Because to this day, there are still people who don't know how comics are produced. Right. You know, because uh, you're not in it. You just don't know. So uh, even back then, again, trying to give people, I, I guess, uh, information, hope, whatever, mm-hmm. um, maybe more information than they needed on some of it but let's say you open up previews and you've got uh skystorm studios you don't know us Mm -hmm. uh and all we've got unfortunately what you have in previews is just a cover image and a blurb and that's Mm -hmm. supposed to sell your book um and a lot of people come into diamond expected them with that cover image and that blurb to sell the quantity of books that they need to publish and one, that's ridiculous. Diamond's not your sales rep. Diamond is a distributor. You are your sales rep. You've got to go out and beat that audience and make this audience and, and build it up and get them asking for your book. So the odds are that there's a publisher out there you know nothing about. You see a cover image, you see a blurb, and it looks okay. Are you going to order that book? Yeah, exactly. I I, I want to see interior art because mm-hmm. too many times we've been you know we've been burned Burn. by mm-hmm. Marvel has done it. Oh yeah. Uh, you know the what's on the cover is a stock cover maybe and doesn't pertain to what's inside. Right. So. Um, and so it's important nowadays to move to use all your medias. Right. Website, the social medias. Uh, networking with the conventions, getting that reaching out, even before you think about putting your book out. Right, and your creative team yes. being involved in all that too, yes. because for them it is, uh, it's, you know, not it's not do or die time, but it is in a way. It's it, it's something that they are personally invested in as far as their time and their creativity. So it behooves them to you know help at least get the word out, say this is what I'm working on. You know, here's a link, or here's a you know, let your local comic shops know. I mean, I you know, we still I still get you know little blurbs on that mm-hmm. in different places. So whether it's through emails or or whatever. So. Right. Well, also um, that that people know the per, how the percentages of diamond works. If you offer a comic to diamond, and let's make this simple, a dollar. You're going to get either 35 or 40 percent of that. Uh, I don't remember what justifies what, but for every dollar of your cover price, you're going to get 35 or 40 percent. So it's 35 cents to 40 cents per dollar. Diamond takes 10 percent for offering it, for handling it, and distributing it. Then restore retail stores. They get 50%, and they're like, why do they get so much? Very simply, they don't get to return this book. They're taking the largest chance at just at buying this book. If they sell it, great. They make 50%. If it sits on their shelves, becomes a quarter book down the road, they lost money. And on independence and small stuff, 
the odds are they lose more money than they make off of those. We always try to balance out um, with, with you know, yeah, we take some chances here because, you know, uh, uh, Blackest Night's coming out and we're selling, you know, 500 copies of every issue of that. So we can take a chance on more indie stuff. Um, that was a big thing with us, you know. We're doing well on this, so we can take more chances on these and see if we can get a readership built. Um, but a lot of stores can't. They'd rather go ahead and just put that full profit in their pocket because they're going to take a beating on the big guy stuff sometimes down the road too. Right. So it, it's hard to get a store to pick up your book. And it, with us rebuilding our studio and getting ready to relaunch, it's been very much on my mind on how to attack this differently with all the abilities and capabilities of what we have and what's come around in the past year or two. And I know the fans of this podcast have heard me talk digital, digital, digital. And there's a reason because there's a lot more people out there with digital readers and, and digital ways to read and computers than there is people buying comics at a comic shops right now. And, you know, these people are getting introduced to comics or getting reintroduced to comics. So, and, and the cost to us as a publisher is a minimum compared to printing, promoting, advertising, and trying to break it on print sales. So one plan we have in place that we're still working out, I'm going to go ahead and share it because, you know, anybody out there has been thinking about this too, and they want to take it and tweak it and replay it and maybe if you've got better ideas you know run it back at us is i think what we're going to do is initially launch digitally and right now there's a solid five to six digital distributors out there that you can get in with um from comicology to i forget uh graphically, graphically. yeah to there's there, there's good Five or six of them out there you can get. Are you going to end up in iTunes twice? Probably. Who cares? As long as you're in there and you can build that readership. Um, we're going to have a tight website. Not a tight website that has as much information about every book as possible. Storylines. All back issues will be available. Uh, we'll have a, uh, we've talked about character Wikipedia. We've got Wikipedia so people who pick, pick up the book for 99 cents digitally can really dive into the characters. They come to the site and read more about the characters. So we're trying to build a huge back end and, and spoon feed these readers our information about our stuff. But that doesn't mean we only do it digitally. I think what we're probably looking to develop is to take it and, and take the storyline, whether it's six issues, eight issues, and then publish it and trade. What we've done is we've worked really hard in digital, and we can't just offer it digital and sit back and go, bye, come on, bye. We've got to get interviews and promotions and work to conventions and you know do digital releases on disc and hand them out. You've got to really work this up through library shows. Anywhere you can get the information out, you got to get out there and do it. It's easier for people to get your product by being digital. But then once you've got that readership built up, and it may not happen with every book, but the ones you see it's downloading you know, 30, 40, 50, 60,000 copies, if you can get up to that, then you consider taking that information, collecting into a trade, 
getting that distributed traditionally through Diamond and in the stores. Here you're bringing a, a stable readership to the store to pick up the printed copy, and they will. Um, there's online books that I read, uh, Girl Genius. read it three days a week. Every time they offer a hardcover, I buy it. Uh, I have Art of Hog covers, have all the soft covers. Um, there's several books out there. Uh, PVP, when he was coming out with Image, I picked him up. Yeah, did I read his, his uh, strips week daily? Yes, I did. But then I supported him when he put it out in print, so I picked it up. So you will bring some of that digital over to print. The good thing about digital is, yeah, one, you got to have a completed project, sure. Just like offering it to Diamond. There's no printing cost. There's, you know, the distributor's going to take a percentage of it. They have to. They have time invested. Be careful what you sign away. Don't go exclusive with anybody. There's still way too many things coming out, too many readers, too many apps. Be careful. Try not to go, don't, don't, don't try it. Don't go exclusive with anybody. And then... Build that readership. Work your social network. So there's ways to do this that you really, really just have to play and work and get your stuff out. And But here's the thing that we're thinking digitally. Digitally, and Bill, you know that instant response from the mm -hmm. social medias and stuff. Right. We're thinking a monthly comic is just not going to get it. They don't want to wait a month in between issues. So we're thinking about less page count, maybe 15 pages per story, um, of course, cover and stuff, and coming out every two weeks. That way we're giving out, we're doing two books, and that's a lot of art. That's producing 30 pages a month. That's a lot. So either you got to get a really head start on it before you offer this, or you got to have a fast artist team. But getting, offering up two months, two weeks, I mean, is a way to build that readership because you're hitting it every two weeks. Um, there's there's ways to let that readership know it's coming. Sign up for newsletters or you know sign up for my Facebook page or my Twitter feed or whatever. Um, there's all ways you can work your social medias to let people know how often you're hitting projects. So um, that I think is a mo mode that we will try to tackle and uh, see how it works as soon as we get Skystorm out. But I don't, you know, going traditionally, I just don't see going traditionally straight out of the gate as being a way to be able to do it anymore. It's too hard. Too many fine publishers I see nowadays who don't have a readership built up come out. Their stuff looks great, but they never get off the ground because they can't stick around long enough to get a readership. And that's, that's the key thing. You've got to be around long enough to get that readership built up yeah yeah you can't that's a there's one thing about throwing in the towel some people do it too soon some people just give up because it isn't it does not meet their own expectations because they have you know really lofty goals like i'm going to do this and it's going to be a success that happens i know that um yeah. but you have to be yeah you have to be willing to put your time in and you know get the Make the effort to, you know, follow through on, on all the L levels there. Yeah, but.
But you have you have to have the realism too that you at some point you've got to pull profit from this. You need to benefit either financially, mentally. Uh, at the beginning, it's just creating the satisfaction of creating. But you've got to benefit from this somehow. Um, I probably talk more financial than anybody because I think if you can benefit financially, then you can justify continuing doing it. I think creatively. You do one or two, and you, yeah, I created comics. This is great. Then you find out, you know, you're putting in a 10 and 12 hours a day plus your day job. And it gets old fast when there's no financial satisfaction to it. Um, so I think you've got to really look at your project and say yay or nay. Whether at some point after three or four issues, are you financially seeing anything from this that justifies it? Can you bring in additional help? You know, can you financially make it, get it, launch it, and get it up to some financial status where, okay, now I can bring in an inker so, and pay him, and now I spend less time on it, which is good. It's worth it to me. I keep it going. But I see a lot of people come out and, and print, and it's just it's hard to maintain that now than it was before. Um, now, I'm looking for to have a whole library of Skystorm graphic novels. Will we do comics? Sure. At some point, if it's if the right creative team's together and the project's there, um, we would push the digital in like crazy. But we might try a quarterly release or monthly release. Um, um, another secret, I'll give it to you right now. We're going to do it is once we have a few trades because... Stores won't want to support us if, if all we're doing is selling digitally. The main reason is they're not making any money off of us. So, But we want to use Free Comic Book Day ourselves and create original content for a uh, giveaway for Free Comic Book Day, including a who's who inside of this to introduce the Skystorm universe. And it's something we'll give away at conventions also. And... Try to get an audience built that way, but you've got to have something there. You've got to have a trade paperback line. You have to have some products in there so a store can justify carrying that free comic book day book. They're just not going to do it out of kindness of the heart. they got to have something they can sell or bring an audience. You know, they give that away to a classroom of kids. Are they going to come back and pick up a Clay'sway trade you know, that he sells? Um, if, if all I'm promoting is the Clay'sway online... Well, he doesn't benefit from anything, so the odds are he won't even carry this giveaway. Right, because if you, it's it's like when we've talked about, about before about posting in one place and it does multiple things. What you want is you want to sort of cover as many bases bases as you can, where one thing can lead back to another, which you know whether it's digital can lead to the print, and the print can lead to your digital. But but you're you're covering yourself and you're doing yourself a credit by uh, really covering as many bases as you can because right. you don't want to shortchange yourself and you don't want to burn yourself out and you don't want to bankrupt yourself. No. Um, that's happened, you know, or not, maybe not bankrupt. That Maybe that's too. No, I've, uh, no, I don't know. I've worked with some artists who've really put everything on the line and they, they couldn't hang in there long enough to build that readership. Right. But I'm saying don't take that chance by having to print your book if that's, you know, there, I know there's satisfaction of holding it in your hands, but there's a way to do that also. We haven't t we've talked about it some, but there's print-on-demands. 
So there's nothing to say, and this is what we're doing with Clay'sway. We give away the strip twice a week. I have a collection of the first 40 strips in print, print on demand. They cost me, you know, a buck fifty to print. I sell them for three dollars, you know. Um, so I'm making a profit on it. I have a book. Are they mass produced? No, I think we printed up a couple hundred of the first one. I didn't invest a whole lot into it right now. What, uh, but I do have the satisfaction of having it. I have a satisfaction of having it online in the store for sale if somebody asks me. So it's there's ways to do this. But, you know, with Clay's Way, I'm giving away online. Can I sell that digital collection of that book? I think I can. I think I can sell that book as a 99-cent digital download with the 40 strips along with the, some of the uh, extra artwork and stuff in it because people don't want to sit there and page through 40 pages on the site. They'll rather have the book and throw it on their iPod or on their phones or on the reader somehow and read it at their own leisure, maybe when they are or aren't on the Internet. It's a cool thing about digital downloads. Mm -hmm. So... There's all kinds of things we're going to be playing with, and we'll report back here and report back at the Skystorm site once it's up um, and how it's working out. But don't be stuck on having to distribute digitally or traditionally through Diamond, which Diamond's great. They've been here for a long time. Um, there's a necessity for Diamond. I know you'll hear on other podcasts that Diamond's old school. Yeah, Diamond has to survive their corporation. I know there's some guys out there slamming Diamond about their digital thing. And why would anybody offer through digital? Well, I agree. Why would anybody offer a book through digital? Um, you're not going to buy digital comics through your comic shop. It's just the convenience of digital is sitting at your home and buying it from home. Just like using Amazon or anybody else. Netflix is a good example of, of getting digital releases. Mm -hmm. So... Um, you know, keep your eyes open. There is, there's another, I think, is that one that Brant's involved in still around? Um, Haven. Haven. I think they're a small distributor who's still around who offer your stuff. There's some retailers that specialize in certain type of genres, whether it's furries or, or manga or stuff, who might buy a large collection of your book. And then take the shows and sell to other dealers and fans and stuff. So there's some other ways to get your stuff around. Of course, doing shows yourself is one of the best because that way you're you're self-creating your your audience because they're getting to know you. But don't you know? Don't be stuck on only going through Diamond. So I get it. I, I hear it over and over and over. Well, I'm done. Diamond didn't take me, and I'm like, what are you talking about? We have this whole thing called digital revolution, you know. Now we actually have the readers that two years ago we didn't have. Now we have the iPads. We have, oh, I just bought one my mom, some True Vision or something like that for books. But there's a way to put comics on this. Uh, I just saw the BlackBerry one on TV the other night that I'm going to check out. So there's readers just spilling out right now for this, and this is what we've needed. And I really want to sit here at the computer and, and read their comics. But these readers, you can watch movies, but you can read comics too. So this is great for our comics. And that's why I want everybody to get into it. We now have a way to distribute our books that aren't going to cost us a fortune to do and maybe go broke trying to get our books out there. So um, 
I'd be happy to talk to more. Bill will start a thread on the community about this, so mm-hmm. please go ask questions. And if Bill doesn't know it, he drags me in, and we'll try to talk some more about this. That's true, I do. <laughs> so, you got anything else to throw on that about? No, I'm, I mean, basically, it's just and don't limit yourself and don't, um, I mean, don't pigeonhole yourself into just one area. Uh, explore all your options. Uh, look around at other people who are doing the same thing. And, because uh, you can learn from them as, as well as they can learn from you and their successes as well as their mistakes, maybe. Uh, or, you know, you can be inspired by something they did and think, well, you know what, what if I did this? You know, it's sort of a different take on maybe what you're already doing. So, uh, you know, just keep exploring the possibilities because uh, they're out there. Diamond is not the only game in town anymore. Well, I mean, it wasn't before, but uh, they're the biggest, you know, especially in print. So, you know, keep at it. Just like we've always said, if you're going to do comics, do comics and and, and produce and and follow your dreams. Just be realistic about things. Be objective about things if you can. Uh, If not, if you're not sure, you know, get a hold of us. We'll we'll let you know. Yes. Give you our opinions. Our opinions, right? Yeah, right. Which are whatever advice. You know, know, our our opinions or advice is based upon 20 plus years of doing this and. You know, we've had some success and we've had some failures. Who hasn't? The big guys have, you know. So we're willing to get on here and to talk about them and hopefully make it better when you try. We try to keep, I try to keep abreast of what's cutting edge, what is going on now. You know, I think digitally, I think comic apps is already a thing of the past, even though that's the way comicology does it. And, of course, that's the way Apple wants to do it. But I really think... It's too limiting because you can only put so many apps on a device. And I want to see hundreds of thousands of digital comics out there. So I think it's really got to be a reader that works more in categories like the music does. Not every song is an app. So I think we're going to see it evolving over the next year or so. I think it's going to continue to evolve. And that's a great thing. But it is here. We've been waiting for it. It's here. So, you know, jump on it, take advantage of it. Um, I have a list of distributors that I will try to post next week, maybe over in the thread bill. Uh, mm-hmm. Digital distributors, I think I've got names and addresses or name and websites or something like that. So we'll get those posted just to give people's a head up on it. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have, once we post this, I'll post this podcast. I will post in the comic related forum okay. the, um, you know, the thread and they can. You'll get started. I'll try to jump over there and post that list of uh, digital distributors and information I've researched. And if I, anybody else has got something new, hand it, you know, pass it on. We'll all share. So, Okay, well, um, like I said, we've touched on distributing. I, I keep hearing over and over how people get frustrated because of Diamond. And believe me, there's a much larger audience out there than just what Diamond serves. And don't get me wrong, I love comic shops. Um, I love going to them. I love seeing everybody's different atmosphere and the way they set up their own personal stores and everything. But, you know, I love comic shops. But we can't be viced into just comic shops. We've got to outreach to get our stuff out there. So 
Right. Um, yeah, because we want everybody to be, we want people to be a success because that continues the genre. Yes. This industry. Um. So we're all for that. Yes. So we, you know, like I said, we if we can advise you and help you become a success or you know help you along some way, then that's what we're here for. That's why we do these podcasts and right. Um, so. Okay. Sounds good. Yes. So get out there and produce. And we'll give you tips on distributing. Um, I'm going to jump on. I'm going to do John's job here since he's a slacker and he's on the road driving. And I know he'll give me crap when he hears me say this, but that's all right. Um, and if I don't get this right, forgive me, John. It's all yours. Um, I'm going to touch on the sketch blog at uh, comicrelated.com. There's a button on top, sketch. Click it and it takes you. John works on this a lot. He researches it. He posts these sites. He, he's constantly looking for videos and how-tos and interviews. So, you know, I give John's a big thumbs up because every day he's working on something with Sketch. So um, I'm going to run through these uh, real quick. Some of them are watching, some of them haven't. So the cultural influence of comics was posted last Saturday. It uh, looks like it's, uh, comics have become an ingrained part of life outside of its narrow's beginning. So sort of comics has affected us and what it influences, like movies and stuff like that. So cool video on YouTube. Um, Unwritten's Peter Gross Talks Comics. Peter Gross is a writer for The Unwritten, and he's written several other books there. Um, so he sort of talks about... Um, well, actually, he's the artist, not the writer. Um, Peter Gross, I think he's also doing some stuff with Marvel. But his whole work process, studio, and everything, it's a really cool interview. I love studio interviews. Um, one of my favorite creators is Jill Thompson. Um, have you met her, Bill? I know Jill back when we were out. You know, she was in the ElfQuest fandom as well. Right. So I knew her back in the day. Although, you know, we, we were both in the same groups and stuff so right yeah and then she started getting work and it's pretty cool i don't know it's to me it's pretty cool to see somebody do that exactly and she's just awesome um this is a total of four videos of her it's q and a's and it's sort of neat to see how she's done mainstream work like sandman but she also done a uh, creator own work like a uh, scary grandmother or mm -hmm. scary god grandmother or something like that right. i don't know it's it's a great book it's funny um, she's done several other pieces. She's got a very unique style. Uh, she's a great creator, a great stand-up for the creation of comics. Um, she, she's just she's funny. Um, so definitely watch those. Um, next is uh, Mark Wade and Matt Fraction talking writing. So there's write, something here for writers. Um, it says two best in the fields. Fields at different ends of the generation perspective. Of course, Mark Wade's been around for a long time. He's like a walking dictionary of DC Comics. Then Matt Fraction, who's the new hot guy, uh, jumping in here, doing all kinds of cool writing. So uh, it's sort of cool to see from both sides of, the, of writing comics. Um, next is... Let's see. Somebody talking about steampunk webcomic. It's not a video under it's just a listing so i haven't seen that one um i won't hit it now because if it comes up with video it mess up this recording but uh if it's about steampunk it's gonna be cool it's web comics plus john found it so i'll give him thumbs up check out that one drawing thumbnail sketches um that's always important 
and this was a good little video about drawing thumbnail sketches, roughing things out. Get it in your head what you want to see on that page. And uh, the cool thing about thumbnail sketches, I've got they don't always they don't always come from the artist. A lot of times a writer will do that. And I don't know if this is on video, but you know how I go off on tangents, Bill. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> I have a mini comic that Neil Gaiman does with every comic that he draws. I have a Sandman mini-comic that he thumbnailed out the whole issue. And he gives it to the writer or the artist along with the script. So a lot right. of the writers will sit down and sort of show you what they think it should look like. That doesn't mean you have to stick with it, but sort of what they think. Right. I've done that. Uh-huh. Uh, separating line art for coloring. So this is sort of a digital thing on how to separate your line art and prepare it for digital coloring. Um, coloring with Copic markers and Prisma markers. Um, it seems like nowadays everything's digital, um, but that's not true. Still, um, believe me, we sell tons of Copic markers at bluelinepro.com. Nice little plug, I know. But mm -hmm. um, a lot of times you will, well, sketch cards, we sell, I know a lot of people use them sketch cards, but a lot of times people will sit down and just do marker roughs and stuff to get a feel of what they want. And then once you get the breakdown of it, then you go and digital color it. Um, getting started in Manga Studios. China's posted several videos about Manga Studios. It's a very, I have it. Um, I've got the beefed up version. I think I'm one behind the current release, but it is a great software for inking for layouts um, once you get a bass the concept that it was made for manga you can use it for any comic book size any layout it's well worth um, investing in checking out uh, they have a low-end package they have an upper-end package of it um, very very good and then his latest post drawing on a Cintiq which I want a Cintiq very bad um, the, the, oh, the abilities, I have a stylus, I have a huge stylus, Bill, you've seen it. It's like it sits here on my lap. Most people use these little 8x8s, and this thing is like 18 by 18 or something, because I feel like I'm working on a piece of paper. Um, eventually my eyes are going to get that bad, I'm probably going to need it that big, but the Cintiq, it's, they've got them so sensitive that it's just, it's just like drawing. Um. Now, you, it probably sounds crazy from somebody who sells paper for a living, um, but I still think a lot of times people will rough out stuff on paper, scan it in, drop it in, pull up the Cintiq, and then do the finished penciling or inking and stuff over top digitally. So there's many purposes that you can use. Uh, this one's about drawing a cartoon character in Photoshop using a Cintiq. So check that out. Um, that gets John up to date, which means he won't have a whole lot to talk about on Wednesday when we catch up with him again. Um, so, Bill, what's been going on over to Communities and at Comic Mentor? Um, communities and people are still posting art. We still are picking up uh, at the comic-related uh, forum. Uh, for example, this week, uh, I just saw a post with Fred Lang who I've mentioned before, and I'll continue to mention again, because, you know, Fred and I hopefully will be able to uh, team up on something, but right now he's working on his, uh, this week it's Marvel samples for, I think it's Heroes Con, um, and other people are doing 
their own portfolios maybe as they're, they're going along. So that is an excellent learning opportunity from other people to see what they do, what the reaction is to those pieces, uh, and uh, including my own and Ron Fourier and, and several other people because there are several creators you know, who will chime in and, and give their advice or their, you know, their observations. So go join comic related forum, post your stuff, uh, be active. Yes. That's, that's my, and cause that's where I hang out, uh, forum wise. I mean, there are several other forums and, and not, not to knock any of them cause I'm also a member of several others, but the one I hang out with at most comic related, uh, the community. So, um, there's a lot of that going on this week. And then, you know, of course, little bits of whether whatever's in the news or, uh, major announcements in comics like Superman renouncing his citizenship, that kind of thing. You know, there are things to sound off about if you want to, you know, voice your opinion kind of thing on comics mentor. As always, uh, the post I did today was don't, don't hide your light under a bushel. Uh, sometimes we, you know, we feel like we're holding back. Uh, just, you know, put it out there. Get your stuff out there. Don't, don't, don't hold yourself back. Basically, uh, maybe there's someone who needs to see it. Maybe there's someone who needs to be entertained by it, and maybe that is your dream, and you just don't think it's good enough. If it's if you put it out there and it needs work, then you know I'm there. <laughs> Again, contact me and, and you know, I'll some, you know I've I've had two or three people ask me in the last week you know check out their portfolio or their this piece that they're working on, um, and I'll tell you if it's ready or not. I'm not going to just um, blow smoke at you and go yeah it's great. <laughs> uh, but if, if I can find the good stuff and the bad stuff or not, so, you know, stuff that needs to be worked on, then that's what we're going to, you know, we can do that. And like I said, we're, we're about improving the, you know, the, the industry and the genre and this media that we're all involved in, all these things that we, we touch on. And, you know, like, again, it's not about me. It's not about, you know, getting credit for you know making you a better artist, any of that stuff, it's it's helping you. So uh, use that resource. It's a it's a resource. Again, if it's a, if it's if it's a longer thing, if it's if you want to sort of uh, the Comics Mentor Academy kind of thing, then we'll do that. You know, that's like ten bucks. But uh, we're a resource. Use us for uh, advice, questions. Um, pass it along to other people. Um, download it on your iP- iPhone. It's an app. Or right. Android. It's an app. Yes. There's a plug. There you go. There you go. Yep. I had forgotten the app plug. I know. I know. See, I, it yeah. just crossed my mind. Got me covered. Oh, cool. <laughs> but uh, you know, um, but we want we want to continue to encourage you to do these things and to get yourself. Um, get your artwork out, uh, get your stories, because you have these stories built up in you, maybe. And why are you holding back? And I'm going to, and maybe it's not just comics, maybe it's not just that, but maybe it has something to do with your own, you know, maybe it's you, you want to be in theater, maybe you want to get on stage, do that. 
but some of these things don't just apply to just comics. Maybe they apply to other areas of your life. So if I can, you know, because I will, I, I'm not shy about uh, admitting that I, I make mistakes. You know, I've lived mistakes, but hopefully I've learned from them. And if I can, just like with my children, if I can uh, help them by passing on something, if I can spare them one minute of woe or sorrow or disappointment by letting them know that they're not the only person, person who has gone through this um, experience or whatever, um, if I can do that for them, then I will, and I'll do that for you. If if I if I've learned something, I'll pass along. If I've learned not to do something, I'll pass that along. So, well, I think early on, um, you know, we met pretty early on when I created mm -hmm. Blue Line, and we found out from doing shows that we weren't the only ones out there. And if we shared our mistakes and and areas and ideas and suggestions and you know, we received it from other people, then, you know, not only did it save us money and time, but we advanced. Um, not not so much as, as together, as like we all commit, you know, created a group or whatever, but we'd share, hey, did you try this? No, but, you know, here's so-and-so who can get you on, you know, an interview back then, you know, or, or something like that. We didn't have the blogs and everything we have now. So, right. but sharing ideas and information, um, is, is sort of where we come from and then it sort of branched out to, you know we want to see this industry this this type of content to survive and, and move so you know we know that our kids are going to read comics yeah they'll probably be digital format and in trade paperback but they will be here so um yeah, we're just a couple of guys who really enjoy making comics. It's I've, I've said it over and over. It's in our blood for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, we just love it. We, have we walked away from it? Sure. But we always seem to stumble back to it together, you know. So, um, John, we have missed you, buddy, because this inter this podcast has been all over the place. So your wisdom was missed, and your direction was missed, and we look forward to having John back next week. Um, this is, I think, our 30, 41st or 42nd podcast. I have to check, but um, we've done this, you know, 41, 42 weeks in a row. We didn't want to miss a week. And John has been on the road since, I think, last Thursday. So they went to the Super Show and everything. So um, Bill and I jumped in, knocked this one out. So, but John will be back next week. Yay. Um, you can, how can they reach you, Bill? Uh, they can write me directly at comicsmentor at gmail.com or come to the comic-related forum. And if they're a member, they can you know send me a message through that or respond to one of the topics. Right. Um, you can reach all three of us at podcast at sketchmagazine.net. That's probably the easiest way to, if you want to throw a question out mm -hmm. for us to discuss it or something. Just uh, podcast at sketchmagazine.net goes to all three of us. Um, it's great when we actually do get an email and it's not a Viagra ad or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, well, John, we missed you, bud, but uh, we got one on our belts. So, appreciate it, Bill. Well, have a good one. All right, you too. Take care, man. All right.